Hey, how's it going? This is Joshua Terry, listening to the Joshua Terry Podcast. Really appreciate you for listening. I've been on a really good streak of getting an episode out every week, and I want to keep that streak going. We had been doing that for a while at the beginning of this football season, and then I took a little bit of a hiatus for a couple months, and I don't want to do that again. I want to make consistent effort to put this out every week. Um, to the people who ask me about the podcast all the time, I really appreciate it. It gives me motivation to structure it more and make it more accessible to y'all every week instead of sporadically um, on a no set schedule or anything. Hopefully one day I'll have a set schedule where I will be able to plan for these a little bit better too. Um, but today I just want to talk football. Um, not a whole lot going on besides that in the sports world right now, unless you were wanting to talk basketball, and I would not want to do that by myself right now. Um, so just like last week, I'm going to be making picks. Uh, same people send in their picks again, so we'll be able to keep up with our records going forward. Uh, so me, Jacob, Brandon, and Zach, who was on the podcast last week, uh, we're going to make picks for each one of them. Basically, all I'm going to do is give off each pick, and then I will go right into mine at the very end and give some thoughts on it and a little bit of a preview, just my thoughts on the upcoming games. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to let the intro music play and we'll be back here in just a second. All right. Here we go. So listing off the picks, I'm going to go ahead and just go straight down the list. Jacob, Crumpler. He is a sad Cowboys fan this week. Um, shout out to him and Brandon. I know that they were upset after last week's loss, but we still love them and hope for the best for the Cowboys. I ain't got nothing against them. Um, anyway, Jacob Crumpler, divisional round. At this point, he stands at a record in a roughly week last week. Um, Jacob's record going into divisional round is two and four. Um, Jacob's picks are Bengals plus three at the Titans, and then the Packers minus four and a half at home against the 49ers. He also has the Rams plus three at the Buccaneers, and the Bills plus two and a half at the Chiefs. So those are Mr. Chiropractor Jacob Crumplers. Um, Brandon Melanson, who I've been trying to get to come on here, if he is listening right now, uh, still trying to get you on here, man. Just let me know. I'm ready for it, and would love to talk some sports with you. Um, anybody that knows Brandon knows he is the most passionate sports fan that you might meet, especially when it comes to his LSU Tigers, um, as well as his Dallas Cowboys. When you talk about a diehard fan, this is a diehard fan. Um, whoever LSU Tigers are playing, Brandon makes sure to make the food of whatever their opponent is. So when they play the Razorbacks, he makes sure he makes some pork of some kind. When they play the Florida Gators, he makes sure that he's making some gator gumbo. I don't know if it's a superstition or if he's just crazy, um, but we love Brandon. I love Brandon as a brother. He's a good guy. And uh, these are his picks that he has. He has uh, Bengals plus 3.5 at the Titans. Packers minus 4.5 versus the 49ers at home. Packers are home. Buccaneers minus 3 at home against the Rams. And the Bills, plus two and a half at the Chiefs. All right. Zach Davis needs no introduction. He was on the podcast last week. He had the best record. Oh, I forgot to say Brandon's record. Brandon's record after last week was three and three. Zach had the best record coming out of last week. 
uh, at five and one. He only missed which game did he miss? Let's see. Only game that he missed last week was the Cowboys. He picked the Cowboys to beat the uh, Niners by more than three. Um, that was his only loss, and he said he didn't even want to pick that one. So um, he would have gone six and zero if he went with his gut instead of his uh, instead of thinking over thinking it too hard. Um, Zach's picks going into this week: Titans minus three and a half at home against the Bengals. He has told me repeatedly he's really big on the Titans. Thinks they're actually going to surprise some people and go really far. Um, he also has the Packers minus four and a half at home against the Niners. He has the Rams plus three at the Buccaneers. And then he has the Bills plus two and a half at the Chiefs defending AFC champions. All right. So you're noticing a trend here if you've been listening and keeping track. Every single one of them has the Bills favored on the road against the Chiefs. I've thought about this, and I'm not changing it because it's only fair. We all made our picks on the same day. We shouldn't be able to go back and forth between them. I still, I, on Tuesday when I made these picks, I picked the Bills as well. Um, after last week, I ended up going 4-2, and two, by the way. But um, going into this week, I did end up picking the Bills. Now, this is fresh off of their huge win against the Patriots where they scored every single time they got the ball in offense. They scored a touchdown except for the last possession when they kneeled. Um, they did not punt one time. They didn't attempt a field goal. They never saw a fourth down. And no team has ever done that in NFL history, not just in the playoffs. And they did it against my New England Patriots. They pushed the Patriots around. Josh Allen and Devin Singletary ran all over the Patriots and sucked the life out of them in, in, in that cold weather. Um, it was a tough game to watch as a fan. I'll say that. Um, and... It is what it is. However, going into this game, I've thought about it. I've already picked Bills plus two and a half, so that's my official pick. But I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not feeling good about it. The more I've thought about it, the more I'm hesitant, the more I am doubting my pick. And what's scaring me is everybody's picking this. And the line has moved, I believe. I'm going to pull it up real quick on FanDuel while I'm talking. Um, The public is huge on the Bills right now, which is never a good sign either. There's a saying for a reason, the house always wins. And it seems like we're kind of selling the Chiefs short. Now, it is true that the Bills did beat them in Kansas City. So they've been there once this year and beat them, avenging their loss last year in the AFC Championship. Um, I went back and watched most of that game again. Um, early on, the Chiefs looked fine. They moved the ball just just fine on the Bills. Um, and the Bills also had Tredavious White at that time. Now, going into, this was at the beginning of the year when we were really wondering what was going on with the Chiefs. They were not playing well. Um, They didn't look like themselves. Their defense was especially awful. Um, Sorensen, who's still there, um, was giving up plays left and right, and they really got pushed around. Now, I don't believe Chris Jones was in that game. They also went out and signed Melvin Ingram, who was a, uh, or they traded for him. I believe he was on the Steelers, and they traded for him. Um which gives them some more more uh, big guys up front that can make a difference, especially in the run game, which it seems like if last week was any blueprint, the Bills are going to try to do some more, especially with Josh Allen. Now, the Patriots it was a good matchup for the Bills, it seems like, this last week. They kind of figured them out how to attack the Patriots' defense. Um, they Patriots had no pressure because they were worried about Josh Allen running the whole time. Um Every time he would drop back in shotgun, they would use him as a running back. And he's he's big and he's strong, kind of similar to Cam Newton. Um, he's fast, and 
um, can make guys miss, but he's also not afraid to run somebody over. And he's got such a thick body. Um, he doesn't even really seem like he takes a lot of damage when he does that, so you're not as afraid of him running like you would be when you see a Lamar Jackson versus a, uh, a RG3 in terms of getting hurt uh, with their smaller bodies. He is a big guy. He's like 6'4", 260, 270, and it's just thick, stocky muscle. And um, if he plays anything like he did last week, this will be a fantastic game, and I can't see the Bills winning. I just feel like we're forgetting who we're there up against. Um, the Chiefs are, like I said, the defending AFC champions. They've really pulled themselves together over the last few weeks. The only loss they had over the last few weeks was against the Bengals in a game where Jamar Chase turned into Randy Moss. And um, they, I don't know, like they didn't really get run all over. Mixon was all right. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but if I'm remembering right, it was mostly just Burrow throwing over the top and their their secondary getting shredded. Now, that's the fear. Now, in a cold-weather game like this, if the Chiefs are putting up points really quickly, you could see them. Uh, the Bills really trying to force it downfield, which is not what they should do. They need to try to stay balanced like they did last week. Now, if you go back and watch the first game that they've played this season, like I mentioned earlier, Tredavious White was healthy, and he was shadowing Tyreek Hill a lot of the game, and they had a safety over top. They do a lot of the two deep safeties when they're playing against the Chiefs, trying to take away big plays and force them to methodically go down the field, force them into uh, third and long if possible. Not easy to do with this offense. Um, X factor for the Chiefs, and then I'll move on. Jerick McKinnon, he did play in the first game. However, he was not utilized nearly as often as he was last week. And we've seen it in the playoffs where sometimes a running back will kind of emerge, even though they've been there, um, kind of set themselves apart uh, from from the rest of the roster and really make a, a big impact on the game. We did see that last week for the Bills with Singletary, who's really come into his own uh, some people were saying he was a bust. He was losing carries to Zach Moss. And towards the end of the season and going into the playoffs, he also has been a, a different back. But Jarek McKinnon, especially in the passing game, he's quick. And last week was utilized a lot in their game um, against the uh, Steelers. Now, to be fair, it is the Steelers, but the Steelers' best part of their team was on their defense. Um, if he's able to get in space... With the ball, they can take chunks out of the field. And then obviously, goes without saying, they still have Tyreek Hill and Ty, uh, Travis Kelsey, Pringle and, and Robinson and Hardman and all these guys that can just score as soon as they get the ball. So much speed on that offense, it's insane. So uh, my X factor going into that is going to be Mr. Jarek McKinnon. The Bills are kind of built to face a team like this, though. And I think that's really how they kind of structure their team in the first place is they want to be able to take out Kansas City. They have a lot of speed in their uh, linebacking core with Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Micah Hyde is playing at another level in, in, in terms of uh, safety help over the top. They That game is just going to be great. I'm sticking with the pick. Like I said, I'm not going to change it. I'm not feeling great about it. This game could go either way. It's going to be a great game. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, can't say enough about it. All right. Now, that game is actually going to be the last game that we get to see. That's going to be Sunday at 5.30 Central Time. Um, first game that we're going to get to watch is tomorrow, which is Saturday. I'm taping this on a uh, Friday night. 
uh, the Bengals are on the road against the Titans. Um, it just confirmed today that Derrick Henry is active. They re- removed him from IR. Um, the Bengals coming off a big win against the uh, big win against the Raiders that they had last week. Now, what's kind of scary about this is they did let the Raiders back in the game. I picked the Raiders. I don't even feel like it was the wrong pick. The Raiders had a chance to tie it at the end of the game, and they weren't able to do it. Um, but to be fair, they still covered the spread by two points. It was a close game. There was a couple plays that just didn't go the Raiders' way, and the uh, Bengals ended up covering, won the game by seven points. Um, at the last second, they were able to stop the Raiders from scoring. Um, the Bengals still kind of have a questionable offensive line, which is scary. Um, they are facing the Titans, who have a very, very, very good defensive tackle, probably top five in the league. Um and as I'm saying that, his name is evading me. I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to forget about that. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, one of the best, one of the best t- defensive tackles in the league, run and pass defense. Um, he, can, he can work through an offensive line if he needs to. Um, so that gives some pause to picking the Bengals. Bengals offense is high-powered passing, and Joe Mixon, if he gets going, is a very good running back. That's going to be the key, in my opinion. you got to go right at this kind of team against the Titans. Now, the Titans have beaten all the best teams in the league, but they've also had losses to some of the worst teams in the league. Um, they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Texans. However, they even got blown out by the Patriots, who probably, out of, the, out of what we saw last week, were one of the bottom-tier playoff teams um now in that game they still ran all over the Patriots and that was without Derrick Henry who was out but they were also without Julio Jones they were without AJ Brown in that game and they turned the ball over a few times with some running backs who weren't um they hadn't been they hadn't been getting a lot of playing time in a long time you had Devontae uh Deontay Foreman they pulled off of the street and he came in as their lead back and he fumbled their Third down running back fumbled a couple times, and the Patriots were able to capitalize and, and put up big numbers. But their guys are back. Derrick Henry's back. Deontay Foreman has been a top-tier, probably middle to top-tier um, running back over the last few weeks. He's a downhill guy who can score on the goal line, and if he gets uh, space he can and ahead of steam, he can. he's got some breakaway speed as well. Now, he's not Derrick Henry by any means, and Derrick Henry's coming off of a broken foot. We don't really know what to expect from him. They've been saying in practice that he looks okay and he looks good to go. So we'll see how that goes. Titans defense is slightly underrated. They were not good at the beginning of the year, similar to the um, Chiefs, but they've pulled it together. and They've got a lot of pieces on, on that end, a lot of speed on defense. Um, so going to be a great game. I went ahead and picked the Bengals plus three and a half, um, kind of riding off of the high of seeing them beat the Chiefs and then the um, – <laughs> the Raiders last week, like I just talked about. Um, now, uh, this is another game I'm, I'm sort of worried about. It could go either way. Any, all of these games really can go either way. This this weekend's game slate appears like it's going to be one of the best in a long time. But um, Bengals beat the Titans last year with Derrick Henry, um, and Joe Burrow was still a rookie. And at the time, I think they were three and uh, like ten or something. He was. Very early on in his career, before they got settled in, they didn't have Jamar Chase at the time. Their defense was not as good as it is now, and their front seven is is pretty solid against the run defense, which is what the Titans want to do. Now, I don't 
want to undersell what the Titans can do on offense. But at the same time, you got Ryan Tannehill, um, who is the definition of a average quarterback. He's not the guy that you want on your team if you're down. Um, there are guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, that if you're down in, even early in the game, that you're, you're still okay because you have this quarterback on your team, Russell Wilson, guys like that. You know that they can bring you back if it comes down to it. You've seen it. They've proven it. We've never really seen that from Tannehill. He's great with a lead playing off of play action, and um, he, he really has to, the game has to be going his way in a, in a script that fits his style for them to normally be able to be successful on that offense. So um, I did pick Bengals three and a half. I like that it's three and a half instead of uh, three. I, I like that half point because I could still see this being a close game where the Titans win. They are at home. Um, so three and a half isn't a, a line that I'm afraid of per se. Um, and if Burrow plays it all like he has the last couple weeks, that's always fantastic. He's been over the last four four weeks, I believe, has thrown for over 400 yards and three-plus touchdowns in each game. It's been amazing. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and uh, Tyler Boyd are probably the best pair of three wide receivers in the league as well. All three of them can break runs at any time, and they all have great hands. And then Joe Mixon is a very formidable running back. He plays all three downs. So great offense, not a good offensive line, decent defense versus a offense that's been hurt, and they still made it to the number one seed. They've beaten the big teams when they needed to, so Vrabel keeps them ready. It's going to be a great game as well. I do have the Bengals three and a half. All right, after that, uh, tomorrow night, we have the Packers at home versus the 49ers. Now, in this game, I did pick the 49ers plus four and a half. This is what the line was on Tuesday. Um, let me see if this line has moved. It does appear that it has moved towards the Packers. Um, there's a lot of money, it looks like, on the Packers' money line. They are at home in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to win MVP. A um, couple things. First of all, um, the 49ers have seemed to have Aaron Rodgers' number. Um, their coach is a uh, Kyle Shanahan. He was not necessarily his boss, but he was a coach above Matt Lafleur for the for uh, for the Packers, who has been very good for them. Um, but when it comes down to it, I'm taking the Niners mostly because I love their defense more than I love the Packers defense. Um, Packers defense is getting a lot of guys off of IR. Zadaria Smith, I believe, will be back, and uh, but. They're not necessarily healthy. They haven't been healthy. They did get a bye week to recover a little bit. We'll see how it goes in the cold, recovering from the rust. And a team like the 49ers, they're smart play calling, and they run the ball well. And then you have Debo Samuel, who when they played the Packers earlier this year, they did lose um, in a very, very close game where they took the lead with about 37 seconds left. Aaron Rodgers led them down the field to kick a field goal in that time span. I don't see that happening again if it came down to it again. Um, the way the Niners run the ball, especially with Debo Samuel and Mitchell, uh, as long as Garoppolo doesn't give the game away like he tried to do last week against the Cowboys, they sir, they have a very good chance. They haven't even been targeting Kittle, but he's a monster in the blocking. Um, but Kittle, Ayuk, and Samuel all are studs. Now, 
this is another game that could definitely go the other way. Um, Packers obviously have Aaron Rodgers, obviously have Devontae Adams, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the league. Aaron Jones has kind of had a down year from what he's had over the last two years, but still very formidable offense. Their defense is, is kind of where I'm at. I just think the Niners have a better roster, and I'm just going to go with that this time. I know it's a uh, weird game, but the Niners have been sold short a lot, and you can see the line is moving towards the Packers. Um, I still like the 49ers plus four and a half. I think they'll be able to run the ball and throw it over the top as well if they need to. So we'll see about that one. They are in Lambo, which is a little bit of a um, pause when it comes to making picks against Aaron Rodgers in Lambo Field. But we've seen Garoppolo beat him before. The last time they played, he only had to throw 10 passes, completed eight of them. Um, and if they lose this game, I'm obviously it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers' fault. Um, that would be a shock if it was. Um, last pick for me, I have the Rams plus three at the Buccaneers. Now, I actually feel best about this pick than I do about any pick. I was honestly a little bit surprised to see it was only three. I was thinking it was going to be Rams plus one. Um, they did play earlier this year. The Rams annihilated the Buccaneers. The final score ended up being a little bit closer than the game really was. Brady was playing catch up the whole game. Um, but there's multiple reasons why I love the Rams in this game. Number one, Cam Akers last week, his first game or his second game back from a torn Achilles that he suffered in the preseason or in the training camp, um, looked amazing. He was running guys over. He looked fast. Um, obviously, it was a terrible play that happened with um, Buda Baker where he got hurt and then Akers didn't realize he was hurt. He walked over him and, and all that. But obviously, he apologized stuff after the game, but he absolutely trucked, absolutely trucked one of the best tacklers in the league, Buda Baker. Um, he looked fantastic, and he could play every down. A huge upgrade over Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson. Um, absolutely a stud. Cam Akers is going to be a great running back for a long time if he can stay healthy. Um, they went out and got Odell since this first game that they played. Odell's been in a little bit of a resurgence since he's been there. He's caught more touchdowns there, I believe, than he had his whole career with the Browns, which was four seasons. And he's only been there for half of a, half of a season. Um, the Buccaneers are without Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette is coming off of reserve. They relied last week on Giovanni Bernard and Keyshawn Vaughn, who was a third-round running back last year, who barely saw the field at all last year. Um, and even with Fournette, I think they ran the ball last the last time they played this year only a few times. They were playing catch-up most of the game. Um, Deshaun Jackson was still on the Rams at the time, and they were throwing it over the top. He had two big catches, um, but it wasn't close. Buccaneers were playing from behind the whole game, and I could see that happening again. Now, obviously, with Brady in the playoffs, it's hard to bet against that, but it's plus three, and I think that the Rams are the better team right now. Godwin is hurt. He's not playing. Um, Mike Evans is there, but he's not 100%. Gronk isn't himself. He's old. It's not Gronk from five years ago. Um, the offensive line was playing guys hurt last week in a game when they were up huge against the Eagles. That was strange. Um, we saw Arians hit one of his players in the back of the head, which was also strange. Um, it's just a strange team in general, and um, they're not 100%, and I just don't think their roster stacks up well against this Rams defense. Now, um, they have the type of defensive line where they don't even have to blitz to bring pressure. Von Miller's been playing fantastic. Aaron Donald obviously is there, and then – they don't even have to blitz to bring pressure. They can rush four and drop everybody else and 
give Brady some fits in the passing game as well. I, I'm very confident in the Rams pick. Take that as you will. Um, but that's that's my favorite pick going into this week. Um, yeah, and that's really all I got today. Um, like I said, it was going to be a short one. Uh, I really am looking forward to these games. If you have anything that you want to talk about on the podcast, definitely send me an email, joshuaterry6 at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to getting my wife, Brienne, on here soon. We're going to talk about some music, um, get Steven back on, talk some more film and um, TV shows. And whoever else comes on in the future, I'm excited to have them too. I've got a lot of ideas, and we're going to keep this thing going. So with that being said, I hope everybody has a great weekend. And I'm going to have a great time watching football. Y'all stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.